When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Good afternoon, everyone. Two minutes past three. Welcome to the show. Hope everyone had an enjoyable long weekend, if in fact you did have one. Kimbo on the Roots with you for the next two hours, taking your calls and texts in the lead-up to the AFL's opening round. Yes, it is finally on our doorstep. At last. Hoorah. Uh, We are live from Studio Lumo SA, thanks to our great friends at Balfour's. No matter your club's colours, Balfour's are for the game. And Hyundai. The Hyundai Tucson, tomorrow's SUV in stock now. What are we missing? The Roach. Party people! Roach, here he is. Roach, here he is. Hey. Roach, shaka-laka, hey. shaka-laka, hey. shaka-laka, The big dog's in. Wolf, wolf. How are you, Roach? Oh, wolf, wolf. I am on Kim. top of the wazza. I can guess why. Yeah, I haven't, seen, back. You. I haven't oh. seen you for four days. Yeah, so that's good. Oh, that's a win. I thought just knowing that the football will start on Thursday would have be enough yeah. to get the blood Surging through your veins again? Oh, very much so. Uh, we all miss it. Uh, I think at the end of the footy season, well, because we work every weekend, Roots, you just... Oh, you're relieved for just some rest. Just a little yep. bit of a break, but after about two weeks normally, I, I need it. But yes. Had a chat to Rory Laird yesterday, and he is up and about. If we've been waiting and desperate for it to be, turn around or come back, Imagine the players after sweating it out for a whole running, summer. Running, running, running for no result on the scoreboard, but it all begins Thursday with what is now known as the traditional opener. Traditional opener, mm. Carlton and Richmond. Mm. I saw a lot of the betting agencies giving ridiculous odds. I think our man Kane was advertising for one organisation. I don't know what the company was. What do you was. mean by ridiculous odds? Uh, I think it was five to one if you want to bet Carlton. Richmond, that favourite, are they? No, well, they're not. They've just given these very juicy odds. Oh, to get the money I think on there's Carlton. a maximum limit on it. We won't mention the company oh, okay. for two reasons, Rich. Yeah, well, Richmond should be the favourite. Carlton, they're an interesting unit for this year. Yeah. Are you going to curse them again? No, we, we won't mention That's why them. I moved on. No, no, I'm just saying, well, one, I can't remember it. <laughs> And two, we're not going to give oh, them a free advertising. No, I thought I'd move um, on to stop you. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, can't remember. Well, no, that saves no, us. No, I haven't got that Carlton. Saves us. I haven't got Carlton in there. You no, haven't. I haven't. I haven't. No, no. I think there'll only be one change. That'll be Collingwood out. The port. Port in for me. Wow, that'll be interesting. Mm. Mm, very much so. So, you, what have you changed your mind on Fremantle? <laughs> oh, I've got them as sliders. Slide. I, I said two weeks ago. I think they were my only two possibles to drop out. I think the doggies will be there. I think Richmond will improve. The one thing we do learn, Kim, is that this game has tight margins and you could go through every non-finalist of last year and you'll find three or four games where a kick, a decision, a moment, Mm. it all builds up and injuries are the killer. Now, you take Collingwood, all those close games, take away half of them, where do they finish? 
I know it's all ifs and buts, but they're fine margins. Hit butts and candy nuts, they're Rich. fine margins in this yeah, AFL caper. And tipping is a dangerous caper. If you were trying to find the winner at the Adelaide Cup yesterday... How did that go? Everyone thought that uh, the Ma Eustace horses would probably win. Persan, and I can't remember the name of the other one. I'll tell you What's happening? You're not, you're not going to start a class action too, are you? Your no, memory we'll, lost we'll just recently. <laughs> oh, well, hang on. There were 24 horses in the race or whatever. Grand Promenade was one of the favourites. They didn't run a place. A horse called Rebel Racer won it at 26 <laughs> to 1 from Aurora's Symphony and Ahmad, trained by Philip Stokes, who trained the last two Adelaide Cup winners. Mm. Interesting side horses. story with Rebel Racer. Mm. Formerly trained by uh, a wonderful South Australian, Mark Kavanagh. Yes. He sold it to a, uh, Amy and Ash Yagi, Victorian trainers, right. for 35000 Since then, since they sold it, it's won three races, including an Adelaide Cup. Goodbye. <laughs> Very Interesting goodbye. sale. All right. We've got a busy show coming up, Roochie Roach. At 3.30, we're having a chat to Darren Reeves. Now, some people may say who? Yeah, well, they say that a fair bit of sometimes with Sanford coaches because they're coming from a different path, Kim. And Darren Reeves has stepped into a very, very interesting situation at Glenelg. We know how the change of coach happened with player power being exposed mm. again. That's interesting when you go in there because how do you make your mark to make it known who's in control at that football club as the new coach? Relationships, Roach. It's interesting. Honesty. Not not the days of Neil Curley, is it? No, good eye contact. <laughs> good eye contact. That goes a long way. Uh, it'd be good to talk to him about yeah, his the... pathway to senior coaching and how he does handle Glenelg, which has been an interesting little backdrop for the past six months. He's got a bit to work with, though. Mm-hmm. Originally from New South Wales, uh, looked after the Central District Under-18 program right. in 16 and 17. Uh, successful, bit of work in the Barossa? Yeah, premiership coach for nearly Utpa. In 2015. So we'll have a chat to Reevesy. Four o'clock, we thought we'd do a little bit of a wrap. It's been an interesting four tests over in India, so we'll cross over to Bharat Sundarasan. Is he back, Benny, or is he still over there? No, it's he's still, back. Is he back? Well, Good. We, I thought he would have done another bit of restaurant touring after his well, form I, on this tour. I think he's had about six weeks of stuffing himself, Roach. Yes. That was a draw yesterday. Malcolm Bliggett. Bliggett, Blight. Blighty. Blight. Uh, Sports Day SA. Uh, the A team is back. back. Yeah. So David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, you'll Gee, be able to he hear didn't them. didn't miss on Friday, did he, Blighty? We had a uh, footy season launch Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. Doesn't miss Malcolm Blight. He was up and about, Now, wasn't now he? he threw up something. He didn't get on the source, did he? And... Oh, no, sorry. No, I thought no, you, no thought he, you, threw, he threw up a bit did. of news, which I'm not sure now we're allowed to take out of the room, are we? I don't know. thought you meant he'd hoiked. He no. likes the red. What, no. what what was it? About an AFL senior coach and where he might have been this year. Oh, who was that again? Oh, no, we're not going to go. We'll check with him whether we're allowed to go public. All right, it. we'll yeah. bring that up when we talk yeah. to him at uh, 4.15. Yeah, he had a bit to say. You spoke very well too, Thank Rich. You. Why don't you do that on our show? Because uh, I want to make you look good. <laughs> it's not, not working. <laughs> uh, Rory Laird will join us. I think I can say it, thanks to McGain Real Estate. It'll all be official soon. Is he coming in, is he? The flying toupee is coming in at 4.30 with his good I, friend. I don't believe this story about a toupee. Well, he I is, just don't well, believe Well, you it. can have a look at it in the, in, in the flesh, Rich. So to speak. Yeah. He'll be here. Yeah, coming in at uh, 4.30. And, um, oh. and him and his uh, good friend Adam Jacane, a right. uh, business partner. Good. And then we're, we're having a mandate. The three of us are going in to see Velvet. Velvet Glove. No, 
Velvet glove. Who's the velvet glove here? Who's got the sledgehammer glove here? Uh, not Matthew Lloyd. Uh, no, it's um, James Seller. Marsh. No, oh, Marsh you Hines. Oh, oh, you're actually going somewhere. Yeah, we're going oh, to the I fringe. Thought, thought you were going across the road. No, over no. there. And look, I know Annie Tex last week will be announcing a little bit later in the week who will be our regular from the Port Adelaide Football Club. Yeah, that's why I we're, thought that some business was going on. You're doing all the business here. Yeah, you that's know, that's happening. The office is across the road. Yeah, they're popping in here first. So they want to see thing? you, who's, Rich. Who's, who's got the velvet sledgehammer across the road? Why would anyone have that? No, because you said velvet. I misread the cue. All right, we're waffling, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Let's go around the grounds before we go to yes. a break. Uh, a class action is uh, has taken place against the AFL. Well, they're piling up because last week Liam Picken put a lawsuit against the Western Bulldogs mm-hmm. about his condition because he's retired early through the concussion issues. Now, Max Rook, former Geelong, mm-hmm. is part of this group of more than 60 players who've put their class action about the consequences of concussion and blaming the AFL, basically blaming the AFL for not having their care in in the game. At the same time, the AFL has been on the front foot, put $25 million on the table for a study on the long-term consequences of concussion. So they know how serious this issue is. So we've got Greg Griffin busy in Adelaide, uh, Peter Jess busy also in Melbourne. Now this class action, Liam Picken, go, Liam Picken going on his own, it's going to cost the game a lot of money, Kim. Yeah, this one's uh, by a company called uh, Margolet Injury Lawyers. Yep. Uh, Sammy Edmund broke the story. He's SEN's chief footy writer. This is what he had to say. Margolet Injury Lawyers, who we've spoken about a bit in this space in recent times, today did what uh, had been coming for some time. They lodged a landmark class action at the Supreme Court of Victoria against the AFL, and they're seeking compensation for the serious damage caused to former players by the impact of concussion. Now, I have a statement sent to me moments ago from Margaret Dwayne, and it cites Max Rook, former Geelong dual premiership player, of course, as the lead plaintiff in this writ, uh, obviously employed by the Geelong Football Club, played 135 games. And in this statement, they say, uh, Mr. Rook has suffered permanent life-altering injuries as a result of concussion-related injuries and due to the negligence, it says, of the AFL. Behind Max Rook is more than 60 former players who have come forward to join this class action. And they are players who have suffered head strikes while training or playing in the AFL between 1985 and March 14, 2023. So that has been tabled in the Victorian Supreme Court today. Well, let's take it from the NFL experience. It is a complicated issue. It has massive legal ramifications all over it. We're not here to take sides. We accept it as a serious issue. And we'll see how it plays out. But the one thing we do know from the NFL is, one, it requires everyone to be honest, and the NFL wasn't. It cost them billions for their dishonesty. Mm. And I feel for the doctors who are working in a space where there was very, very little knowledge to work with at the beginning. Exactly, so 100%. Not, this is very, very difficult. And I feel for the players. I All really right. do We're going to hear plenty about this, Rich. Mm. It's going to go on for years and Indeed. years and years. I wonder if other leagues like the Waffle and the Sandful would be a little bit nervous they as well. They have to be. Yep. All right, we need to go to a break. When we come back, we'll continue around the grounds. There's uh, news happening at uh, the Cats and at Carlton, and a text has come through from Ethel, from Ethelton. Hello, can, Ethel. can be quite brutal. Uh, we're talking about the excitement of the season starting. Ethel says, even Rucci, the original witch's hat, the man who is hard to excite, is up and about. Well, that's a compliment, Rooch. Hyundai Tucson N-Line, taken to the next level, in stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. 
a Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. 318, yes, we love Balfour's, we love Hyundai as well. The Hyundai Tucson, tomorrow's SUV in stock now. Let's continue around the grounds. Ruchi, Ruchi, Ruchi. Oh, just a reminder, Darren Reeves, Glenelg coach, 3.30. Barat Sundarasan at 3 past 4. He is still over in India. Thought he would be. Yeah, I got my signals wrong from Bumfluff right. Benny. 4.15, Malcolm Blight. Rory Laird at 4.30. And all of your texts as well on 0427-154-166. Roach, around the grounds, uh, Collingwood may get a free kick on Friday night. Yes, Jeremy Cameron, and not by the foot surgery that he's had. He is fit to play, but where it gets complicated for Jeremy is his partner, Indiana, expecting their first child, anything between that season opener against Collingwood and the round two game. So Jeremy made it known today at Cadinia Park that if he gets news during the game, he's going. So at half time he, he, he would, would bolt or he three quarter time. That's if he knows before the game he pulls out, that's yep. understandable. If it's all clear before the game, he plays against the pies. So he's got a bit of uncertainty as to his total game time, if there's any game time yeah. at all against Collingwood. And that's understandable. We know where that's all at today. Yeah, with 100%. Yep. It's not like the olden days, uh, nope. Rich. He'd be pretty uh, unlucky if it happened. It's meant to be the next two weeks and it happened right on Friday. But Can't control these things. You never well, know, Rooch. Technically, yeah. Hey, Carlton, this is good news. They look like they've got a couple of uh, ready-maders. Yeah, and the way that Ollie Hollands and Lockie Cowan, who are both Carlton boys when they grew up supporting Carlton, got drafted by Carlton at number seven, number 11. It's always interesting how you find out you're going to play your first AFL game. They found out from their fathers. Yes, at a team meeting. Yeah, One time clever. when the mobile phones were kept on deliberately in the team <laughs> meeting and dad rings up, well, guess where I'm going to be Thursday night? And then it all tumbled in. And the other one that will probably get a game as a early draftee, Cam McKenzie, number seven draftee last year for Hawthorne. Yep. He looks like he'll get a game first up as well. So well, Hawthorne should be playing a first, uh, a few. If they're ready, Kim. I know. You're not gifting games. Just quickly, uh, Ollie Hollands, a younger brother of Gold Coast Suns yep. player, Elijah, uh, plays mainly on the wing. It'll be interesting where he lines up. Uh, Lockie Cowan from Tasmania, halfback flanker. Let's go to the phones, Roach. Oh, there's Jeff. Hello, Jeff. G'day, man. How are you? Jeff, Good, thank you. Okay, I'll be quick on one point. On the concussion issue, the AFL is still not serious because... Uh, you can you can throw someone to the ground even still today and not lose a game. So they're, they're not they're still not serious about it. But the thing I phoned up about was um, I lived in the United States for six years, and every year at this time, well, in January, people talk about the Super Bowl. But the one thing they miss in all that is that cities bid for the Super Bowl. The following year, the two teams that played in the Super Bowl opened the round. Um, Teams com- seriously compete, whereas here in Australia we have this parochial game of Carlton and Richmond. The people who played off in the grand final play off six weeks later and the game is quite unimportant, obviously. And um, the fixturing is lopsided towards the big Victorian clubs. We're still not a national competition. That's just my point of of view. Yeah, no, a lot of people feel that way, Geoffrey, and uh, it's been a contentious point, hasn't it, of discussion. Carlton and Richmond, why do they deserve the right to open the season every year? 
and it was farcical for a long time when Carlton were in atrocious form. Appreciate your thoughts there, Geoffrey. Um, we just tend to accept it after a while. Uh, would you prefer the grand final, Rematch. grand finalists? Uh, yeah, it's the first game of the season. Does it mean that much? I mean, one's got a premiership. If yeah, and you don't get revenge. You don't, you don't get redemption for it in uh, round one. But it mm. would be, yeah, it would give an extra incentive to everything, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think in some ways. All right, we need to go to a mm. uh, break, Roach. Um, here's an interesting text, though. A lot of people feel this way. So as a former amateur league player that's suffered plenty of concussions, who do I sue or is it just for the elite? I find this a bit of money grab by the lawyers and some greedy players. I'm sure there are quite a number affected to which they should be supported by multi-million dollar grabs. Mm. He's not on. For God's sake, we already have a woman player taking action. This game can quickly get killed off. My piece is said. Okay. Yeah, no, look, it should apply to everyone. That's no why I brought one, up no the Sandfall as well, Reach. No name to that text? No, no, no. Well, no, there's no, nothing way. stopping that player from suing his amateur club. I doubt that you would. And I think we understand that a lot of these modern players are saying, well, this is their professional life at the yeah. moment. It's not just a game anymore. It's a professional life. Now, if you and I got concussion by doing our jobs, we'd be seeking some recompense, wouldn't Funny you say that, Rooch, before we go to a break. Here's a text. Is Rucci eligible for compensation for all the death threats he received over the years while working at the fertiliser, also known as the mm. advertiser? Mm. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch. News not far away. Darren Reeves, New Glenelg, coaching the Sandful. We'll chat to him at around 3.35. Quick text. Hi, guys. Thank you very much for the tickets to the Adelaide Cup. I took my dad. Even had a Diet Coke with Heath Shaw. That's from Daniel. Nice. Glad you had a good time, Daniel. Good to hear. Uh, Scotty Burns, Senior Assistant at Adelaide, uh, did a press conference today. This is what he had to say about pre-season form. To an extent. I mean, it, it probably matters more to a team that's in a position that we're at. Um, in terms of teams like you've seen Sydney traditionally, not so much this year, they're terrific obviously at Carlton, but traditionally they've been slower starters. Geelong have generally been slower starters, but by the end of the season, both those clubs have always been at the pointy end. I think it depends on probably the um, the age of your, of your squad and, and just the confidence that you can build from a, a good pre-season going into a couple of practice matches. It's a good and the point, other one, that, isn't it? Yeah. Every club has a different agenda. Very much so. I was talking to a Port supporter today and they said, uh, don't worry about pre-season form. I said, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. A lot of your mob is, Roach. I'm sure they uh, are. Big question for Crows fans. Will Max Michelani debut in round one? Yeah, we played that last practice game. So anyone who's who's around that 25 to 26 are around the mark. Um, look, there could be one or two that come away, um, that come from away from that 26. We'll certainly go through things, um, like I said, the next few days. We, we still want to train Thursday and have a look at a couple of things. Um, final selection, final decisions will be made post-training on Thursday. Last Saddest one. news out of all that, Matt Crouch. Yes. How sad little, is that? Little fracture, uh, not mm. requiring surgery, but uh, that'll slow him up for a month. Yeah. Makes it easier for selectors now and gets rid of all that outside noise. Just another quickie before the news, Roach. Uh, Rory Sloan, will he play in round one? 
Yeah, no, he's going really well. We're really pleased, especially his first hit out against Rio. That was that was a really pleasing return. The way he, he went about it there, the way he's used his voice and his leadership back out there has really held us in good stead and he's made players better around him. So he's in a really good spot to um, get back out there round one and, and, and perform for us because we've missed him. He's, uh, you know, we are still a young group. We, we're trying to shy away from that comment a little bit this year, but we are. We are still young in terms of experience, and he adds so much to us um, in terms of those around him, the, the younger midfield and, and younger half-forwards and half-backs. Scotty Burns there. He has an update on Wayne Miller. We'll get to that a little bit later. 3.30 news coming up, then Darren Reeves. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Woods. 35 on a Tuesday afternoon, currently 26 degrees outside. At 4 o'clock, we'll cross back to India, have a chat to Bharat Sundarasan just to wrap up the series over there against Australia. 4.15, Malcolm Blight, Sports Day SA, back tonight, Rooch, from 6 o'clock with David Wildey. And at 4.30, the two-time club champion, Rory Laird, will join us. We are live from Studio Lumo SA. Just a reminder, the Oakbank Easter Festival, three days, jam-packed with racing and entertainment, Book your tickets today. Before we get to our next guest, Rooch, very remiss of me. Something that was a staple part of our diet for over 20 years was your article known as Roochie's Roast. When you would have a crack at someone, I'm pleased to announce it's back as of from today, every Tuesday at 3.50. Where? Right here. here on SEN. 1629. The Run Home, Kimbo and The Rooch. Very good. A man that's probably chomping at the bit to hear the first edition, Roots, is the new coach of Glenelg, Darren Reeves, and he joins us now. Hey, Darren, congratulations on the gig. No, thank you very much. I, I, I hope I'm not uh, part of the first, uh, uh, no, Darren. first edition. No, no, you're not, but trust me, he'll get you at some stage. He doesn't miss too um, many. Hey, Darren, before, certainly will. before we get into it, tell us how this all unfolded. It was announced over the summer period. Um, tell us how it all yeah, took place. Oh, man, it was probably a bit of a surprise for me as well that the opportunity came up when it did and um, fortunate enough to sort of be invited to go through the process and um, which was sort of a couple of weeks before Christmas and um, it was a pretty thorough process, a couple of really um, long, um, stressful interviews um, and they did their homework and um, really fortunate to come out with, with the opportunity to, to coach the footy club. Darren, unusual circumstances for the vacancy to come into place. Now, we can understand Glenelg asking questions of you, but did you have some questions you needed to ask of Glenelg to know that this was the job to take on? Certainly did, mate. I, I, mean, I did my own due diligence with, with people I knew that were part of the, the footy club. Um, I asked a lot of questions within the interview process as well. And mm. I mean... The, the excitement for me in, in what the job looked like was, was certainly there, but I, I definitely needed to know that they were in a good place and um, the circumstances that had unfolded over that period of time, it was important that I, I did mm. that. Darren, tell us a little bit more about yourself so we can get to know you. you have, you've done a fair apprenticeship. Originally from New South Wales, you spent time in the Barossa where you were successful. Uh, take us through the journey. Uh, born in New South Wales? Yeah, mate, born in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, which is not your traditional AFL heart ground, uh, heartland, but I um, mean, my journey's probably been documented in the media a little bit, but um, probably didn't see myself coaching AFL football at any point through my early part of, of adult life. But I mean, once I started to coach, it became a real passion and something that sort of drove my um, my background a little bit from that point on. And um, 
been coached through the amateur leagues out in the Barossa League, down to Centrals to the 18s and the reserves program under Roy while he was still there. A bit of time in, in NT with the NT Thunder and then the last three years at North Adelaide. So had um, a bit of a journey around the place, but feel like I'm probably in a really good spot to be able to take on this opportunity now. So coach the Salisbury Football Club between 2010-2013, 2014 you won a premiership in 2015. Take us through that. Yeah, I mean, I was really fortunate to go to a really strong football league, country football league, at a really strong club. Um, we had some, some guys that sort of come out of the AFL system in Jay Nash and, and Henry Slattery that were part of our, our club out there. And we had a really strong team that year, but it was a great learning curve. It was a great learning experience for me as a young coach to one, be working with those types of people and players. Um, so that was great learning for me. And then a bit of success at the end of it always helps. Um, and then from there, went down to Centrals and coached the under-18s um, and then a year with Roy at senior level. Darren, every coach carries a brand, so to speak, or a philosophy, a way they want the game to be played. We know of defensive coaches. We know of attacking coaches. Who's Darren Reeves? Uh, I'm an offensive-minded coach, Rich. I, I mean, I've probably always, from the first moment I started coaching, I had an idea of how I saw the game being played. Um, that The basis of that probably has never changed. It's just been evolved around how I coach it or, or some little elements around what that looks like. But I've always been that way in mind. Um, you, you're right, you're one or the other. But it doesn't mean you, you still have to be able to defend. And while we've got a really attacking or talented attacking group at Glenelg. There's an element of being able to defend as well, but I'd like to think that at Glenelg this year you're going to see a team that's looking to score more often than not. Like all Sandville clubs, you've searched far and wide in terms of recruits, but you've got one beauty back at the club, Brett Turner. Yeah, absolutely. He, he obviously, it's been well documented his journey over the last 12, 18 months, but he's been outstanding for us uh, right through the pre-season. He had his first hit out on the weekend and and we saw some, some nice moments out of him. So excited where he's fit, he's strong. Um, he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder, so that always helps as well. And I'd like to think with a bit of luck from an injury standpoint that you're going to see the best of Brett Turner in 2023. Okay, Darren, we're imagining that first meeting with the Glenelg group, and this bloke was in the room. The elephant. Now, how did you deal with a playing group to understand that it was a new year at Glenelg and who was actually the coach and who was in command? if that can be used as um, that term. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, we've got a really strong leadership group here. So there was some concern around what the playing group looked like or where they were at from a, mm. a, a mindset standpoint. But what I can say is that our leaders within in Max Proud and Lee McBean and Matthew Allen, Billy Stretch, these types had done an outstanding job at being able to bring the group together. And through that first part of pre-season, by the time I got involved uh, after Christmas, they were in a great place. Um, I think the tell point for me, mate, is lots of conversations with particularly the second-year players, the guys that have mm. been here the year before, where they were at from a mindset and um, where how comfortable they felt within the group told me a story that the leaders had done a really good job. So um, they were in a good place. So it was easy to come in. We definitely addressed it um, yeah. right at the start as a, as a coaching group, as a playing group, um, and we were pretty clear on that that had been done now and right. whatever happened, happened, and it was time to move forward and this is how we're going to do it. Um, and they've been really good in that respect from that point on. So have you got a break glass in case of emergency button in the room saying, look, guys, if it reaches a point where we need to have the discussion, let's, let's do it early. It, it, has you got that yeah. sort of relationship now with the players? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, that, I'm a relationship-orientated person. That's I think that's my real strength. So been able to spend a lot of time with everyone on our playing lists. 
um, particularly the leaders and the senior players. We we had a leadership camp a couple of weeks ago with mm. some of the leaders and a couple of senior players and coaches, and it was a really strong session or a couple of really strong sessions. And um, and that's one thing I've said to them guys: oh, come and challenge me any time, any at any point. If you think we're not doing something right or there's something mm. not right within our program, come and challenge me, and let's be on top of that rock and stone. I think that's right to our club. That that that's the open dialogue in that area is, is really important. Um, particularly for me. I need to know that yep. where, where we're at. But I'd like to think that our constant communication um, with all the players is, is pretty strong and we're in a pretty good place at the moment with that. Good to hear. Uh, you've had two trial games already. You went down good to start by three points here and then have a good, uh, well, an eight-point win over the Doggies. You play Adelaide at Thebanon Oval this Saturday. You're happy with the pre-season mm-hmm. form? Yeah, absolutely. We, I mean, like everyone, there's, um, we've been to a lot of game simulations, so there's an element of how much you put into our players through these trial games. So the first game, we had a, a real young group that get an opportunity at it and really impressed with how they went about it for four quarters against a pretty strong Sturt side. The weekend, we got a few of our senior guys back in and we started poorly, to be honest. We were pretty ordinary in the first quarter. But from that point on, we felt like we played some really solid football and um, pleased with how we went about it. Um, probably a real dress rehearsal for everyone this weekend so we'll try and put our best team out there mm. against what you would expect to be a really strong Adelaide team so we're looking forward to that challenge and in the end it's about getting ready for round one but we're pretty comfortable with where we sit still some work to do obviously yeah in round one you take on Sturt that's on April the 1st 210 game at Wyfan Oval talking of ovals you've Wigan had some Oval. Wiefen. Wigan Wigan oh it's Unleashed. a typo I wondered what that was I thought Wigan. it was a, I thought it was a new bloody <laughs> don't laugh at me Ben you stuff that up um well, that many different sponsors. That's I was, I was, why we just go by the traditional names. No, we don't. No, we don't because we've got good news at Glenelg and he's a good friend of ours. <laughs> They've just done a new deal. That's where I was segueing right. to. Uh, some good news off the field with a uh, sponsorship with Stratorama for half a million dollars as the naming rights for Stratorama Stadium. So that is good news. Can I just say that is one of Mike Dobbins' companies from McGain Real Estate. He's on his way in here now. Watch out for him, Darren. He's a charming, disarming type of man, but he is South Adelaide through and through. Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing um, thing for the footy club. I mean, it's tough out there nowadays with, with sponsorship, but to have that locked away for, for 10 years is, is amazing for us as a footy club. Um, Kristen and the girls and behind the scenes here did an amazing job with that, and we're thrilled with that outcome. Um, just sort of helps long-term for us as a footy club, which is outstanding. So it's great yeah. to have Strata Rama on board. Well, Darren, it's good to have a chat. Uh, good luck in that first game at Wigan Oval. thought it was a new bloody sponsor, Rooch. Um, we look forward to chatting to you right throughout the uh, year and good luck against Adelaide. Uh, that game gets underway at 4pm at Thebanon Oval this Saturday. Thanks for your time, Darren. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. There you go. Good energy, right. hasn't he? Yeah. Goes all right. Now, if that translates to what Glenelg certainly needed by the end of the year, they'll be a team to watch in 2023. Bloody typos. They got oh, me know. again, Roach. Oh, it's know. not concussion as well. Look, Eric the Eel said, Kim, what's he got here? Kim Dillon still has concussion from getting mobbed by women in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Eric the Eel, you're an idiot. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Rooch. I'm still full of the Holy Grail. 
3.51 on a Tuesday afternoon, 26 degrees outside. Uh, we are here thanks to our good friends at Balfour's and Hyundai. Don't forget the Oakbank Easter Festival tickets available now. It is one of the great social events on the South Australian calendar. Um, Roach, I'm very, very excited about what's happening next. They say it's going to be 100 degrees, even more maybe. That won't stop the road Who's gonna make the gravy? So why are we making gravy? Well, it's time for Ruchi's Roast. It was a staple part of our diet for over 20 years and it is back. Who is on the menu today, Ruch? Well, Kim, the one thing we do know is nothing could have put a bigger smile on the face of Port Adelaide fans on Saturday morning when they learned the bars are back. Mm. Now... Premiership would have made them happier. Not any news on Ken Inkley. Yes, the bars, those black and white jumpers that loads up our text line, all of social media are coming out of the museum and back to the AFL field where Port Adelaide has worn that traditional jumper just five times in 594 National League Mm. matches. The sixth will be the showdown at Adelaide Oval in round three. So can we now concentrate on the football rather than the fashion? Sadly not. A chapter ends, the saga goes on. Remarkably, the next difficult chapter will not be with the Collingwood Football Club, where the attitudes have changed considerably by the exit of President Eddie Maguire, having two South Australians, Craig Kelly and Craig McRae, in the key roles of Chief Executive and Senior Coach, make a big difference in understanding why the bars are so important to a community. To the Port Adelaide traditionalist, the bars jumper is a symbol of pride. Just as the baggy green is to the Australian cricket team, and the blue pinstripes to the New York Yankees baseball team. But let's look at the fine print of Saturday's announcement. The bars are back once, just once, one showdown, Port Adelaide's home derby in three weeks. After that, the expectation is Collingwood and Port Adelaide will clean up the mess of 30 years of conflicting and confusing agreements between the two clubs to have the bars become Port Adelaide's heritage jumper. But let's be really clear on this one. Port Adelaide wants the bars for every showdown, even those when Port Adelaide is the away team at Adelaide Oval. But the Crows chairman, John Olsen, with a well-known prodding of the inaugural Crows coach, Graham Corns, is saying he will reject the bars at his home showdowns. Now, does any AFL club get to say on what the opposition wears? Do the Crows really think the bars are that powerful? Would Port Adelaide ever tell the Crows they cannot wear the state colours in the derby? Does anyone seriously think that the Crows lose anything by Port Adelaide wearing the bars in an Adelaide showdown? As silly as it was for Eddie Maguire to block the bars, Olsen's stance is even more disappointing. Here is a chance to have the showdown embrace the story of South Australian football. Surely we're not going to argue about this for the next 30 years, are we? (laughs) Oh, very good, Roots. The roast is back. It's back. So Johnny Olsen is in your sights. He's the first man on the menu. And maybe Eddie was onto something, because give you an inch and you take a yard. Just said one of a showdown jumper. Your home showdown? Showdown. I'm I'm happy. I thought it was wonderful news. Mm. I totally get where Adelaide's coming from. They don't have to give you a free kick when it's their home showdown. But where but, do they have a say on anyone else's jumper? Well, no, Rich, well, I'm sure people will start ringing and this will go on for another oh, 30 years. I'm sure it will. But do you concede this is possibly why Eddie was so steadfast for so long in the Collingwood Football Club? Because where does it stop? 
Well, no, we'll stop and you signed an agreement when you came into the competition. Yep. This is what you conceded and gave away to get in the competition. No, as we as we interviewed Brian Cunningham, that wasn't what they signed away. They didn't sign that away. <laughs> I, I would think if you're going to wear it in a showdown, you wear it in every showdown. What difference does it make to Adelaide? Well, it's not your showdown. If it's their home showdown, they should be able to well, dictate in that what's case, happening. In that case, every club gets to dictate what the opposition wears at their home games. <laughs> From now on, every Why team coming I... to Adelaide will wear white. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I said the Roach. We've been nagging him for a while. We mm. want him back with the roast because it is something that we've enjoyed for over 20 years. We didn't always agree with it. And uh, I said we'd like to start today. We, t- we told him yesterday on the weekend. And I uh, get in today and I said, uh, now, what, what's your roast? Tell me what it's about. And he wouldn't tell me. <laughs> I wanted you to have a Spontaneity moment. Uh, no, look, you, you know, I've been consistent. Yeah, I'm consistent I, I, too. I've said all along that you should be able to have it, but I, just my opinion, forget that it was the Crows, if it was someone else that was here, mm. I, I'd be protecting my own space. But what does it take out of Adelaide's space? Toyota's, well, it does. It not, it's a free kick. It promotes your heritage, and that's your one wood. I would have thought it's promoting actually the heritage of the game, which is more important. I think we've learnt over the past 26 years that the showdown's not about one team or and the exclusion of the other. It's built based on both teams being together for a rivalry. Now tell you what, if we have a Jordan Dawson moment in round three again. Yeah, well that, I would have thought, would I would have thought as Andrew McLeod said a long, long time ago, wouldn't it delight every Crows fans to always see them beat Port Adelaide in that jumper? And some people feel that way. I, I'm honestly not strong about it either way. Mm. I've always thought that you should be able to wear it. Mm. Um, but yeah, the question is how often and where does I it stop? Think, I think it's just a does it does it tarnish down. the what you're trying to achieve with your new jumper? Well, if it's only for showdowns, mm. I don't see how it hurts. I mean, right. number look of, how many jumpers we wear through a year anyway. Yeah, number of texts coming through, Roach, before mm. we head back over to India. Here we go. This is what the roast does. <laughs> of course. Roachy, yes. that's the problem with bars. You want approval for the home showdown and then straight away you want it for a second showdown. You'll get it for the second showdown, and then you'll request it for every home game. That's from Glenn. No, I think it's purely a heritage jumper for showdowns. Okay. Uh, That's Kimbo my and, view on it anyway. Hi, Kimba and Roach. Now that Roach's roast is back, but where is the day counter? Oh, that's right. Oh, Scotty Thompson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Explain that one. Well, our good friend Kane Corns and Scott Thompson had this wager, so to speak, on a showdown. Whichever team lost... The player on the losing team would turn up at training of the winning team in that team's jumper. And my understanding of Scott was ready to do it, and he would have been returning to home ground anyway. He was a poor yep. Adelaide boy. But the Crows said, no, no, no under no circumstances okay, would that well, ever happen. This is and from, then Scott Thompson goes to Port Adelaide again. <laughs> yeah, this is from Blake. Uh, can we please get an update from Roach on just how many days it's been since Scott Thompson <laughs> didn't honour right. his bet with the corn? Okay. <laughs> with a K. Good on you, uh, Blake. Plenty of memories here. Um, uh, Scotty's counter. Here's, a, here's another one, Roach. It's clear they bought the prison bars back because that's where they at least have some premierships. No chance moving forward getting more flags. Oh, that's a little uh, dig. Hey, it is going to add a little bit of spice to the game. There's no question of that. And uh, well done on uh, both clubs for doing it professionally behind closed doors. It became a bit of a circus, rightly or wrongly, a couple of years ago, Rich. Yeah. and It was the year of distraction. if there hadn't been a circus at the end of last year, that would have been worn in the Robbie Gray farewell game. The bars would have been worn that day. 
that having was, been a bit of argy bargy on radio waves. That's probably a uh, lesson right. learned there by was David Koshy. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and this is another emotion that your roast evoke, Rooch. Right. This one says, Roochie's rubbish. Another <laughs> two minutes of my life I can't get back. Ethel? <laughs> no, no name. <laughs> oh, it's Chopsy. Oh, Chopsy. It's Chopsy from Cheltenham. There you go. And that's a that's a port man. Hey, we've got... Uh, oh, change oh, in the schedule. We've got a change in the schedule, have yeah. we? Uh, Bloody up next, Barat needed to be pushed back. Oh, okay. Well, I saw the great Real. man walk in. He's having a cup of tea and he's up and about. So Malcolm Blight, after the four o'clock news, if you have a text for Blighty, send it through. On 0427-154-166. Level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. Minutes past four on a Tuesday afternoon. Appreciate your company. Currently 25.8 degrees. We love Hyundai too. The Hyundai Tucson tomorrow's SUV in stock now. And our good friends at Balfour's. They've been baking people happy since 1853. And a man that loved a Balfour's pie joins us now. Brownlow medalist, McGarry medalist, Hall of Famer. He's Coleman done it medalist. Coleman medalist. Ben Farmer medalist. He had the crowd feeding, feeding out of the palm of his hand on Friday at the Adelaide Oval. Did he ever? At our Dro- function. Dropped Malcolm a Blight. few pearls as well. Yeah, we need to get into that. Hello, yeah. Bloody. <laughs> Kimbo and the Roots. Boys. <laughs> Hello, it's nice right. to see you. Have you both. had You're a good holiday? Looking, I've had a reasonably short. Oh, Who, who's your manager? I want to wear <laughs> you. You get a bigger break than we no, do. No, no, it's called look at the birth date. Oh. Then you can talk that way. I'm yeah. No, don't buy it. You got the best contract in the business. Got <laughs> nothing ever. to do. Yeah, that's what happens when you're a Hall of Famer. True. Hey, you dropped a big rumour on Friday. Are we allowed to discuss this publicly? Um, yeah, yeah. I, no names, no pack drill, that's all. All right. Well, tell us what the rumour was. Tell us what the rumour was. All the information. Oh, Ken Hinckley, yeah. You're no, about I just, loyalty. Yeah, I, I just said um, what I said, and I, it, this is not going for a headline, but it was just mm. um, I, I do know for a fact that another club was very keen on him if he was interested in moving from Port Adelaide. For this year's senior this, job? This senior job. And he mm. said quite categorically, my club is the Port Adelaide Football Club. I have this year's contract to go. I have the deal with Kochi. I love the players. I really want to fight mm. back from what we did last year. Please go away. Yeah, Simple, mm. done. But I can guarantee you now, the question was asked. I'm not surprised by that, Matt. I'm not surprised yeah. by his response because even at the start of last season, Ken made it clear his commitment to the players yep. is unwavering. Correct. He's, he actually, the word he uses is his love for the players. Yeah, he He's actually cares for them. So. Yeah. There have been coaches in the past, and we've seen them. Yep. One year to go on their contract, don't get a commitment from their club, has someone have someone else nibble. Yep. They say, I'm out of here. Yep. And they go. Now, the thing is, he, I mean, he chose to stay true to his word. Yes, he did. And that's, you know, it's, it's not a, as I said, it's not a headline. I don't need a headline. No, but, but it tells you who the man it, is. Yes, that's exactly what I was doing. And when the question was asked, what do you think will Ken Hintley do this year? He will go 100% like mm. he's done for the last mm. 10 years. And I would suggest the players will play to their ability mm. because they've been doing that for a long time. Now, okay, they had a poor start last year. You know what? That's happened before. It could happen again. They haven't got a great easy start to the, or mm, an easier no. start to the year. But that could happen also for the Melbourne Football Club, who I think will play in the grand final. 
you can lose four or five. You know, you just don't know. So, but what the the th- the story I was saying is that he is so bloody committed to Port Adelaide. Yep. It is not funny. Always has been. Yeah. Uh, I think the best they'll be is three and two after round five, and that will be dependent on the showdown. Could be two and three. Hey, Blighty, the reason we're having a chat to you is because you're a legend and we love you. But uh, you're back on air tonight with David Wildey, Sports Day SA from six o'clock. Uh, who you got on the show tonight? Um. We've got, uh, yeah, I've just... I've, I've Brisbane just, Lions yeah, assistant, yeah, oh, I think. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, Murray, no, no, sorry. Murray, Murray sorry. Davis. Yes, of course I did know that. At six, <laughs> uh, at, uh, Murray Davis. Yeah, Murray. Uh, but, it, Murray is an actually interesting story. You know, it, he's, he's been involved in the club for 12 seasons as a development assistant coach under three different coaches. And I've never heard of him. <laughs> well, no. It's, well, you have. We, we interviewed yeah. him a couple of years ago, I reckon. And I mean, it, he's a footy person. He's a really genuine footy person. Which is the same to be said of Danny Daly. Then. It's, People it's say, same who's thing. Danny Daly? Yeah, yeah, if you actually find, find do some yeah. research, find out who he is, what he contributes to the Brisbane Football Club, it proves mm. again you don't have to play 400 AFL games to understand the game. No. And, one of the, and I've said this a few times. I haven't said it for a while. One of the best judges of a footballer I've ever had time spent with mm. was a guy called Ron Joseph at North Melbourne. Oh, yes. oh Ronnie Joseph. Oh, yeah. And the brown and, paper and, bags. Uh, well, <laughs> all of that, but also identifying people and yeah. understanding what people do, how they play, how they fit in. I still think Ron's probably, and I know it's a while ago now, but I still talk to him, you yeah. know. Um, Gee, how old would he be now? Uh, early 70s, okay. like mid, nearly mid-70s. But, but just actually... Him talking about a footballer is different to I've seen some players and coaches talking about them. You know, mm-hmm. he has a different eye. It's, yep. it's there's not one size fits all. Never has been. And he, so I keep quoting him and saying, he didn't do badly by North Melbourne in those days when he was running the show. Well, they were up and about, and uh, you were a part of that. Uh, one of the reasons uh, we love chatting to you is because you see things differently. Uh, predictions for Port this year and preseason form. Yeah, preseason form's always interesting, and I've heard. You guys talk about it at infinite, and we all have. Depends on what you're looking for. I, along with Paul Ruse, had the worst preseason strike rate ever. He didn't in, try. Ever, he didn't try. What did ever, you do? Ever in the history of the game. Now it wasn't so much that. You'd, you'd have a look at some stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, the first year you get there, I reckon you actually have a crack. And I remember when I first went to Geelong, we played in the night grand final, you know, and, and they tagged in a night grand final, the dicks. But anyway, <laughs> that's another. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, what, what are you trying to prove by doing that? But anyhow, so we, we learned something out of that and we flogged them next time we played them because I was very angry. But anyhow, <laughs> um, I, it, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, you want to win. You want the players yeah. to get in form. You want your senior players, your better players, to start building into the season. So you can rip them off for 10 or 15, 20 minutes, put them back on again, depending what you're looking for. So I was always looking towards round one. So Port's form? You worried? No. No. It, it, so what do you make of a team that has baggage from the past about multiple inside 50s, not enough productivity on the scoreboard, not enough efficiency, and two games, West Coast and Fremantle, where that agenda is the headline out of both of them? Have yeah. they not changed? Have they not got better over the summer? Because Roach has spooked. No. I mean, what they need to do is get Fantasia in. Now, we don't know whether that's going to happen. And, and they've got Rioli. So they've got two guys there that can actually help that system. Mm. Whether they're going to be ready for round one, round three, or round five, I'm not 100% certain. They will assist that, Michael Angel. I've got no doubt about that. Charlie Dixon will be Charlie Dixon. You know what you're going to get from him. True. Marshall will be, hopefully, a little star. We've seen a glimmer. Hopefully he now goes. Mm. And 
Georgiades, I'm finding the word potential everyone uses for him. Mm. I'd actually play him further up the ground and let him run into the forward line so he can actually run and leap rather than stand underneath it. See, I could see him being a wingman. He's got a big tank, Mm. you know, and he can kick it out. I mean, I I can actually see him being like a Crips but on the wing and then run forward. Richo. Yeah, and all you do then is get one of your midfielders to replace him on the wing. So the midfield, he actually becomes a midfielder in the Mm. forward line. I'd actually do something different with him just to free him up. But he's got talent. We know he can take a mark, right? He can kick a goal. you just got to find some space for him. He's still a young forward. Yep. On young forwards, we're going to do a poll. We touched on it last week. We're going to throw it out there on Twitter later in the week. And uh, there's no loser here, but you're starting a new club down in Tasmania. I've heard this. I've listened to you guys. Go on. Fogarty and Marshall, who do you take? Oh, the, the answer is so simple. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, it's a tough question. No, no, no. It, it is a really good it question, and I heard you question. debating it. One of the things I'll say is that Fogarty came late last year. Mm. That was his first little foray. He's going to get some heat put on him this year. Already, you know, he played a nice game against the Eagles, who didn't have Natanui and or Darling at the other end, so that changes that game. But I just think because Fogarty came late... Marshall was already starting to show it for the year. So you'd take Marshall? I'd take Marshall on a year's form, not on six weeks, seven weeks form at the end of the year. But that can certainly change, Mm. but I'd take Marshall now. At this stage. Good answer. Hey, just quickly, we need to go to a break, but the Crows, where do you say? Oh, sorry, Port, have you got them in the top eight? No, just miss. Just miss? Yeah, yeah, Mm. I reckon just miss. Only because if you look through it, you know, the eight hardly changes, maybe one or two teams. Who's out? Collingwood? Yeah. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Um, all right, you haven't got them in. Crows, where will they finish? No, I reckon I reckon if they can get to nearly 10 wins, just think of where they're coming from. If that, that incremental climb up the ladder usually happens because it's pretty tough at the top. So I, I think somewhere, if they can get the double figures, I think the, you know 2024 is going to be their rise year. Last question. Uh, you're a Port supporter growing up. Yeah. Uh, you're happy they're wearing the bars? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think the Crows should let them wear them in their home game? Why not? Who cares? Seriously, I don't think you can get Lamb. I don't care if they wear pink skirts. That'd if, be interesting. In an opposition yeah. team, Kim, you know what it's like. Yep. You, you just, whatever, whatever jumpers against you, you play against, yep. isn't it? It, it doesn't matter. I tell you, pink skirts, though, they'd be very easy to tackle, Blighty. Just, you know, keep the jumper tucked in I as probably well. shouldn't have said that. I, if you know what I mean, it, yeah, I, I don't no, care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what they wear. Blighty. We matter or we care yes. about you. Fine. You're back tonight, 6 o'clock with David Wildey, Sports Day SA, in simulcast. You can be heard on 1323 as well. Yeah, it's great. Good music too, 60s, 70s and 80s. Great music. Beautiful. Oh, have a look at this. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ah. What is your favourite song, you and Patsy? What was your bridal waltz? Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How's that go? <laughs> no, it was uh, the... the um, the, the, the hang on, it was the, the the English lady sung the wedding. Uh, Julie, no, what's her name? Oh, come on, Julie Andrews. No, 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 the other one, Petula Clark. Yes, thank you. Or something um, like that. Don't yes. sleep in the subway. <laughs> <laughs> on oh, that uh, note, no, uh, no, I've forgotten. There you go, <laughs> Patsy. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> hey, it's twelve past four. You can hear Blighty tonight from six o'clock on SEN and on Cruise. Hyundai Tucson N-Line, taken to the next level, in stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and the Roots. the 
4.17, Kimba on the Roots with you. Just a reminder, SENSA Breakfast with Bix and Walshie tomorrow at 6 to 8.30. Malcolm Blight has remained in the studio <laughs> in an attempt to avoid an argument with his wife tonight. Now, here it is, Kim. It, it was called the wedding Ave Maria, sung by Julie Rogers, the English girl, as I mentioned. Uh, Roots found it for me. Mine. It was called Ave Maria, the wedding song in brackets after it. That is a beautiful... Roach is teared up. Absolutely. Just listen, this is the best bit. Yeah, this is where we walk hand in hand. For all those out there listening, this is stunning radio. <laughs> this is his brother. Oh, oh, I've got to go. I need some tissues. You can't go. We're heading to India. Blighty, you have to go, though. Yeah, We're very happy you found that, yeah. Patsy. Play it again tonight and get romantic. <laughs> All righty. Thank you, Bye-bye, Blighty. Bye-bye, Julie. <laughs> All righty, we've got to head See to India. Good on you, Blighty. Uh, <laughs> now, listening to all of that is Brat Sundarasa, and he'll be wondering what the hell is bloody going on there. But, oh, uh, no, he would appreciate it. Yeah, he would because he's an old he's romantic. He's a romantic. And he's just flown in and landed in Mumbai because he's going to visit his mum. G'day, Barat. G'day, guys. Uh, and trust me, uh, whatever you just played there was uh, no comparison to the kind of things we had to come up on radio yesterday as that game <laughs> oh, meandered really? towards the draw. <laughs> we, yeah. we finally get a five-day test and it was bloody boring. Uh, oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, this is why uh, we should have just stayed happy with our three-day finishes. Uh, at least they <laughs> kept us on, on the edge of the seat and uh, it was thrilling. Yeah, and I think uh, this went the other extreme. You could, make, you could make out. I mean, even the day before the test, uh, not just it wasn't so much the team management, but, but the authorities, uh, the, mm. the state association uh, and the people in charge of the pitch. Uh, they were very wary of producing uh, a, a pitch that we saw in indoor, especially with all the festivities and, uh, and the magnitude of the events, right? Uh, what happened before day one. Yeah, I mean, they didn't want the prime ministers to watch seven wickets before they left after just watching one hour of play. Okay, Barat, we go back to the very first question I asked you when we started this series. Is it reached the point if we've got neutral umpires, we now need the ICC to say we have a world test curating team and we take it out of all the local agendas, the home team's agendas, and we say we are now preparing pitches for test matches? Uh, I don't even think we need to go that extreme. I mean, if, if, say, what gets followed in Australia where captains and coaches just land up uh, on the morning of the test or even a day before the test and, and play the test match on whatever is given to them. Even yeah. if that system gets followed all around the world, I think that, that should solve a lot of these issues. Yeah, but I don't think we it's can take the high moral ground in Australia, can we? Not when we've produced that green top in Brisbane. We can hardly say Oh, that. one, Rich. Oh, well, we can hardly say one. we're white, we're white <laughs> angels yeah. in this. No, 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 not that. I mean, the, uh, for the Brisbane pitch, at least the curator put his hand up and said, you know what, like, I messed up. Uh, yeah. You know, I just watered it a bit too much and the sun didn't come up. So there was at least an excuse for that, uh, a valid excuse. Uh, what we've seen here, I mean, it's more about like, the, the massive say that uh, the, the Indian team seems to have on the pitches. And it's always been the case, it's just getting uh, even more uh, uh, obvious. Uh, even here, like there were two pitches that were prepared. There was the black soil one and the red soil one. Uh, and eventually, from what I heard, uh, the team management was keen on having a pitch which would definitely be more sporting than the one we got. Uh, instead, we got uh, a placid pitch which yeah. was so benign that till Travis Head got out uh, on the final day, the only wicket India had was that of the night watcher and that too uh, when he 
it was erroneously given out. It wasn't mm. even out. Uh, so uh, poor Matthew Kuhneman, uh, obviously as number 11, who's batting at the top of the order, could not have reviewed his call. But yeah, I mean, it just tells you how flat the pitch was. I'm not really sure what this in-joke is, but a text has come through, Barat. It says, Barat is back in Mumbai to pick up his coffee machine, not really to see his mum. Thanks from Glenn. What's the story on the coffee machine? <laughs> uh, like I was bought an AeroPress by uh, my colleague Louis Cameron from cricket.com.au, which I used a lot in Nagpur and Indoor. And then when I went to visit my mom in between, uh, after the Delhi test, I just left it there. So Louis was pretty, uh, not, not very chuffed about the fact that, uh, you know, he put in all this love and getting me uh, an aeropress, which I very happily just left behind. <laughs> I, uh, the draw in a lot of ways was a good result because it means now Australia take on India in the first World Test Championships final, and that'll be at Lords on June the 7th. No, the second, isn't it? Isn't it the second World Championship? Uh, the, uh, it is the second World Test yeah. Championship final uh, we've seen, but yeah, it starts on the 7th. You're right, very different conditions and... Uh, a different kind of game as well and different bowling attacks. <laughs> Neither team is going to go in with three spinners. Uh, we'll see the return of Pat Cummins. Uh, uh, hopefully, Josh Hazelwood is fit by then. Uh, but there's also Scott Boland, who's once again taking wickets for Victoria. I see in Shield cricket. Uh, and similarly for India, I mean, there'll be more fast bowlers on show. Uh, and it'll be more, an even contest. And Australia will back themselves. I mean, they've done yeah. so well across two home summers on. Uh, Pitches that are more suited to them, uh, and they would back themselves, and they should go into that game as favourites. Yeah, and sorry, that's Australia facing India in neutral territory for the first time. Mm. Hey, before we let you go, we really appreciate everything you've done over the past month or so, Barat, and all the live crosses when you've been so busy. Of course, you've copped a bit for being a double agent. Another text has come through. <laughs> a little earlier today, I, I promoted that you were coming on the show, and I said to Benny out loud, uh, is, is he back in Australia or not? And a text came through straight away. Of course, the double agent who cost Australia the Border Gavaskar Trophy, Bharat Sundarasan, is wow. still in India having lunch with Ravi Shastri and Virat Kohli and a big brown paper bag full of cash. That is slanderous. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm just disappointed that they think uh, cash gets handed over to me. <laughs> Still in a brown paper bag. Yeah, <laughs> it's classier than that these days. Ah, no, no, no. I'm a double agent wherever yeah, I go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. uh, it certainly wasn't uh, foreign in the early days of the VFL, was it, Roach? No, there, brown paper I'm bag Joseph full and of his ten thousand dollars in brown paper bags. Hey, Barat, say good day to your mum for us, and thank you once again for all you've done for us over the last month or so. I certainly will, guys, and thank you so much for having me on. And it's been an absolute blast, and can't wait to see you guys soon. Yeah, and dress appropriately. <laughs> he does. Oh. <laughs> There's only one way I know to dress. You know that. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, Barat. He's an absolute beauty, Barat Sundaras, and he's done a wonderful job over there. And we finally get our first five-day test, and it was a little bit bland. Mm, indeed. All right. Uh, we are here, thanks to Balfour's, no matter your club's colours. Balfour's are for the game. More of your text coming up next. And Rory Laird after 4.30. Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots.
4.30, time for the 4.30 news. We are here thanks to Hyundai, the Tucson, tomorrow's SUV in stock now. Uh, Rory Laird coming up after the 4.30 news. Number of texts coming through, Rooch. Uh, how good a bloke is Kenny Hinckley? I really hope he gets an extension or another head coaching job. I hope he gets a premiership at Port Adelaide. Okay, That's three in a row, really three in a row. Uh, another one. Hey, boys, yeah, uh, they can have their prison bars as long as they keep all their buff heads behind those bars. <laughs> oh, there's one there. Uh, what else have we got? Um, I'll get to that a little bit later. Hey, Rooch, some breaking news we should have mentioned an hour ago. Big one for the Port Adelaide Brisbane home opener here at Adelaide Oval on Saturday. Dane Zorko, the former Brisbane captain, will miss with that hamstring that's been troubling him for a couple of weeks. He's in Luke Shuey territory now, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. it's starting to Get become you. repetitive, isn't it? Mm. Hey, just quickly, Miles Bergman, who could be in for a... Well, I think he year. will be in for yep. a big year. He had a wretched run last year. He spoke earlier today at a press conference uh, and this saying this is what they've addressed about their slow starts from last year. Not really. I think we did address it obviously last year um, going forward and end of last year, but this year we haven't addressed it as of much. Um, more just stick to what we're good at and play our game style. Um, we shouldn't be worried about what's happened in the past and just focus on now. All right, they didn't address it. My bad. Uh, he went on to talk about what they've done, though, Roach, since coming back from Perth. Um, yeah, just a little bit of method away from stoppage um, and our ball use going inside 50 can probably improve. Like, we have a lot of opportunities, but it's just how we make the most of those. So going forward, that'll be a bit of a focus. No, so they have addressed it. They <laughs> <laughs> have addressed it. I'm confused. Oh, uh, dear. Time for the news. <laughs> Hyundai Tucson N-Line. Taken to the next level. In stock now. Visit your local Hyundai showroom. A Balfour's in one hand and your team colours in the other. Balfour's are for the game. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 4.36 and 25.8 degrees outside in little old Adelaide. We are live from Studio Lumo SA, right here at number one King William Street in the city. Thanks to Balfour's, baking people happy since 1853. And Hyundai, the Tucson, tomorrow's SUV in stock now. Uh, Rory Laird, about 30 seconds away. He'll be brought to us every week, courtesy of our good friends at McGain Real Estate. Mike Dobbin and Adam Duquesne on their way in now. Of course, uh, Mike, the principal director of the company, coming in to sign the deal, Roach, and to say g'day to you. And the flash is man. Yeah, flash is toupee. Adam's a very good man this. as well. Adam has no hair at all. Quick text before we get to Lady. His hair's holding up okay. You did your roast about Port Adelaide and the prison bars. This one says, Mr. Rucci, what do you say to the Port Power supporters who love Port Power but don't believe in the Port Adelaide history and don't barrack for Port Adelaide? Didn't Chad Corns once say in an interview that he didn't want to wear the prison bars as he is only a Port Power player? Thank you, Glenn. I think you'll find Chad Corns is very proud of the bars that he did wear. Well, are you sure about that? Or has Glenn misquoted him? I think he probably... Well, he, I'm not sure if he's misquoted him, but I do know how Chad feels about the bars today. Go and ask him what he's got on his wall at home. We better get him... Uh, well, no, I'm not going there. I know oh, what he used to have, Rich, when he used to be on our brekkie come show on. at Mix. Yeah, a lot of paraphernalia and photos. I don't think anyone who is a Port Adelaide supporter from whichever branch they've taken to becoming a Port Adelaide supporter in the AFL can deny the club's history. You can't speak on behalf of all of them, Rooch. I know you like to. Let's go to a man. We'll get his views on this. He's a two-time club champion. He's an absolute ripper. Rory Laird joins us now. Hello, desk. (laughs) Hello, boys. How are you? What are you laughing at, Rooch? You just keep picking on him. 
It's his nickname. No, but you're picking on him. Oh, no. Rory, what's everyone yeah. at the club call you? Uh, they actually don't call me that, to be honest. Yeah, well, Goodbye. why don't you introduce well, him as one of the most you. feared midfielders in the AFL today? Well, because you want oh, him in defence, don't you? Yeah, well, I think possibly. Um, why aren't you called Desk anymore? Because it's picking on him. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's sort of just gone away from it. But yeah, good. It was Brody Smith gave you that nickname, didn't he? Because you had a flat head. Is that oh, right? Oh, that's rough. <laughs> that, that was Rory. Rory, that this was is it. Just rough. <laughs> you know your mates are after like, a while, don't you? Sure, I do with Rich on the daily. <laughs> he knows I, I love him. Uh, how's the preparation going? It's been a long summer, hasn't it? But uh, you've got through it well. Are you ready to go? Yeah, we are, mate. All of us are. Uh, just sort of waiting around this way, which is a bit um, frustrating. It's sort of um, get the build up and then, um, you know, we play on the Sunday Sunday time slot. But, um, yeah, we had a bit of training today and um, main session on Thursday and then we'll fly over to uh, Sydney on Saturday. So it's all very exciting now. Imagine training for the whole summer, training your guts out, Roach, having your coach, Matthew Nix, just pushing that he should have been an All-Australian. Then you get to round one and you hear the opposition coach say that you're going to be tagged. Have a listen to Adam Kingsley talking about you. We have to be smart with him. He's a terrific player. I think he's won their last two best, best of fairest, which is you know, probably a fair indicator that he's a, he's a damn good player and really important for them. So, you know, we'll certainly put some work into, into Rory, whether that's a tag or whether that's just accountability uh, you know, we'll discuss and with our coaching group and work that out towards the end of the week. But terrific player. You know, he's, he's one player that we have to take care of. He can certainly win the game for, for the Crows. Was that a fraudulent slip there by Adam Kingsley when he said pest instead of best? And he corrected himself. He thinks you're a pest, Roy. Um, you copped the tag a few times last year. How do you find dealing with that? Yeah, I think I've um, improved it a little bit, uh, Kimbo. I think... Um, it's early on, I was probably getting pretty frustrated with it and I'd spend a lot of time, um, you know, moving away from actually playing the game. And mm. um, there's a lot of things I can do now that I've, I've sort of spoken to um, Nathan Van Bello about that can help us as a team. And um, you see teams that, that send someone to someone else um, and they can actually manipulate and move around because someone's going to obviously follow them. So... Um, we haven't actually spoken about it yet at the club, but um, you know, if that does happen, I'll have some things that I can do on the weekend. But um, yeah, it's always you know a sign of respect, I guess. Rory, we all know the journey you've been on with Adelaide since the 2017 Grand Final. We know about rebuilds, and the classic thing about Adelaide is you've put competitiveness in your strong box. What's got to come next? Um, sort of what we've touched on in the last couple of weeks on here. It's just the you know the polish, and um, even we spoke about it a bit last year. Um, you know, giving our forwards opportunities to kick goals, and um, if we can do it, anything like we have been the, you know, the practice games mm. um, with, uh, you know, with how Darcy's been playing, and um, you know, Tech seems to make a lot of, um, you know, his opportunities work well. So um, at the moment, though, we just see with our forward line, you can kick it on the air, uh, in the air, or on the ground with, you know, Rankin and Rochelle down there too. So um, that's probably the next step for us, Roach. And uh, yeah, you know, we always bring the contest, which is yeah. our, which is our one wood. Your coach, Matthew Nix, is saying the game's becoming more attacking. Do you feel that we're about to turn that corner again, that the defensive mindset's going to be overtaken now by our attacking moves by coaches and teams? Um, it's an interesting point. I, I, to be honest, I haven't really thought too much about that, Rich. You always seem to see, though, that um, you know, when teams get exploited or you know things are happening and trends in the AFL, that mm. um, coaches obviously don't want to be beaten by that. So... 
um, it would be interesting, you know, you see with the, the stand rule last year and how it sort yeah, of opened it yeah. up a bit. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting, but I think you'll find out in about three or four weeks' time with some of the trends and, mm. you know, if teams start to change that pretty quickly. Hey, I know you're not on selection. A good text has come through. Uh, who's likely to get the job on Toby Green, their new captain? Oh, I'm not sure. There's, we've played Tommy Dodeo in them a, a little bit. Mm. Um, he's sort of that tall, small. Um, if Max Michelani plays, Michelani, Michelani, sorry, Maxie. Um, he's, you know, he played on Michelani. There you go. I was wrong two times. <laughs> um, he played on Liam Ryan the week before, so he's um, an option. But I think you see with our four, uh, back line, I should say, there's a good um, amount of size there that can play tall and small. Um, so I think we've got a few options, but um, I think the ins and outs and uh, you know the details of who plays on who will be happening later in the week. Uh, how's Wayne Miller travelling? Yeah, because that would impact on fun. Michael Annie whether he plays or not. Yeah, yeah, he's had some um, some family stuff going on and some personal stuff that he didn't play with last week, and um, I think he's back in the club tomorrow. So um, I think it'd be sweet to go this week. It would just be a matter of um, you know who they pick in the end, which I'm pretty happy I'm not involved with. <laughs> Rory, I couldn't believe it when I opened the email at the weekend and Matt Crouch has had a setback oh. now. After all he has endured for the past two years, can you get the ladders away from him and stop him walking? <laughs> oh, it's it's pretty frustrating for Matty. And the thing is, he's actually playing at a high level and, mm. you know, training really well. He hasn't missed so anything happened? all summer. And, oh, it was just a, just a training. He just came off sore and he was like, oh, well, that feels, you know, more sore than I wow. would expect and, and not to feel. So... Um, yeah, it's pretty frustrating for him, as I said, and um, yeah, I think it's it's not uh, not long term or anything, but just mm. a matter of how it feels. You, you don't want to you don't wanna be too um, you know reckless with a with a leg injury like that. The importance of winning round one—it's a silly thing because there's still 22 games to go. But uh, you lost a close one against the Dockers last year at home. It it significantly changes the mindset that getting a W after the first game. Yeah, I think everyone's really excited to be playing and um, actually, you know, playing the real deal. And um, it just gives you, you know, confidence and momentum going into the year. And um, it's well, it sort of reiterates what you've been training. And if you can go out and execute that well, it gives a lot of confidence to the guys. And um, yeah, obviously, it was frustrating last year with how we um, lost that game, but uh, we're able to sort of get it back on track in the next three or four weeks after that. So um, it's always nice to win round one, though. It's a mm. bit of a you know confidence booster and momentum builder. Round three's a showdown. Big news at the weekend for the Port Adelaide boys. They get to wear their bars. Like always asking an opposition player, do you really care what they wear? <laughs> I think it's been asked them here before. Yes. Rich. I think you've asked them that before. But no, they can, they can wear whatever they like, mate. That's, that's completely fine. Tell your chairman um, I understand that, their heritage. And, yeah. What's that? Tell your chairman the same thing. Uh, they want to wear it in your home game showdown as well now. Reach they them. do, do they? Yeah, yeah, we'll reach one. Well, oh. they know they've been public about it. Yeah, they have. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, do, I do not mind. I understand it's their heritage, and um, if they want to do that, they're you know, more than welcome to, yeah. to be honest. He's good a answer. wonderful man, Rory. Good, uh, good answer. <laughs> you should show him more respect, Kim. Hey, I'm just saying from a commercial point of view. There's no commercial loss. Yeah, no, have a look at you going, and no you don't commercial. have a vested interest. Pig's bum. Um, <laughs> what, I want to see a great jumper <laughs> on a great game. What's the preparation for this week? Um training today and then we've got um, main session on Thursday and then we fly out Saturday morning and I would assume we train over there so 
Um, yeah, go and have a look around Blacktown and, and have a run around the kick and um, early game on Sunday. So get straight into it, which I actually, I actually like that time slot. So no sitting around and waiting. You're still on commercial flights, aren't you, Rory? Yes. Yeah, yes. West Coast and Fremantle have got charters about time we start moving that for everyone shortly, I would think. Yeah, that that would be fantastic. Roach, we'll you get that done. Yeah, great. I'll work on it for you. We had a meeting with the coach last week. It looks like Riley Thilthorpe will miss out unless there's something has changed dramatically. It'll be Himmelberg and uh, Rob. Yeah, it seems to be the the case at the moment. I think um, Riley's sort of looking to get some consistency in his game. Um, he, in saying that, he did play very well against West Coast. So um, it's just hard when you have such a complete team performance um, in that in that same game that we had in the first four quarters and you know, Elliot played his role well and, and Rob played his role. So, um, as I said, I wouldn't like to be the ones having to pick and make decisions on that. But, um, you know, if Riley puts a couple of games together, I don't see why he wouldn't be in the team sooner rather than later. Lady, as always, we really appreciate your time. We look forward to chatting to you. You'll be on at 4.30 every Monday right throughout the year, thanks to our good friends at McGain Real Estate, sold by McGain again. Mike Dobbin, the one that pays you millions of dollars. He's in the studio at the moment That's listening. That's not a toupee. No, it is a Hello, Mike. <laughs> Have a listen to that. That was very meek and polite, wasn't it? Hello, Mike. And he's got his Hello, mate. Mike. I'm having a mandate with him tonight, him and his best mate, Adam. Uh, we're going to see. Oh, nice. Did you go to the fringe at all? Uh, I took my partner Ellie there. We had some, some food, but she's actually in London at the moment, so she's oh. going to miss most of the uh, most of the uh, the fringe. So haven't seen too much, Kimbo. Oh, Velvet yeah. is a very good show if you get time to go and see it. How are you going to cope without her? You'll be pining like a you'll be like a whimpering little puppy. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, I really enjoy it, mate. Bit of my own time, just for freedom. You know, <laughs> don't <how> it is. <laughs> say that. <laughs> cut, yeah. cut that out. Her <laughs> parents might be listening. <laughs> hey, good luck, lady. We look forward to the game on Sunday. It will not be easy. It's well, supposed to help you. I'm misleading. I'm going to MC his wedding. Uh, love you, lady. Uru. There you go. Bye, Rory. <laughs> um, let's have a little listen. This is important. We've got a couple of minutes to go, Rooch. Um, Scotty Burns did a press conference today. This is him updating on Wayne Miller. The reason that it's important, if they go with Miller, if he's okay, Michael Annie may miss out. Wayne should be back tomorrow, back here. I think he gets in today. He's been away for 10 days. But, um, yeah, there's some, some private reasons that he was away, but that was planned a long time ago. Um, everything's good. He's uh, The pleasing thing with Wayne is that we got the internal, we got the Fremantle game, so he's had eight good quarters of footy. He hasn't been around for the last week or so, but he's certainly been clocking up numbers with the GPS-wise in terms of his running and and training away from here. So, uh, yeah, we think he's in a pretty good spot to, to hit round one up and going. Oh, interesting. Ten days away, mm. pre-planned, family reasons, we're not questioning that, no. but ten days away from the program, yes. six days out from a game. I'll back Darren Burgess in again. <laughs> He should have never been picked for round one. Berger yes. got it wrong. Well, maybe the coaches got it wrong. Not putting it all on Darren's show. Well, you, you were last year. I was backing him in. Yeah, I know you backed him in. I'm backing you in to do an Optus Yes moment. Uh, great business starts with Yes. Search Optus Business. We're all saying yes, the footy is back. And as you said in the intro, Kim, thank heavens the footy is finally here. Now, round one. We make a lot of round one. Mm-hmm. Ken Inkley's record in 10 season openers. What do you think it is? I would imagine it would be seven and three. Eight and two. Ooh. The two losses have been to seven points to Fremantle when they were minor premiers in 2015, 11 points to Brisbane last year. And here's an interesting question for you, Kim. Mm-hmm. Yes. Since we returned big-time footy to Adelaide Oval, 2014, mm-hmm. 
Gee. This is now only the third time in 11 years that Port Adelaide will open the season at Adelaide Oval. How does the AFL fixture work? Third time in 11 years, Kim. There's a little Forrest Gump in that box of chocolates, isn't it? <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get, but it'll normally favour... Oh, I don't you know statistically. Think by now they would have had five each. Yeah, you think you would even it up. Yeah, definitely. you'd think so. Well, maybe after 20 years it will be even. <laughs> Gee, it's a tough game. I cannot wait. We'll be calling it. Yep. I'll be doing it with uh, Bix and David Wildey, and I think Kano might be on the coverage as well. Mm. So we'll all be saying yes. Thank heavens the footy is back. Yeah, that's a great Optus yes moment, Roach. Uh, search Optus Business or call our dedicated business team today. Great business starts with yes. Uh, Kane Corns coming up with Jared Healy with Sports Day. Um, they've got an exclusive. Jason Horn Francis Ooh. will be on the show, 5.40 Adelaide time. Big one. First radio interview, I believe. Interesting. And a TV one. This will, this will uh, be interesting to hear. Great lineup yeah. of guests too. Andrew Demetriou. Wow, they've really gone into well. uh, that world. Mm. So that's Sports Day with Kane Corns and Jared Healy. He'll have some uh, things K- to say. Kano's just walked uh, into the studio yeah. as well. And just a reminder, uh, Blight, uh, Blighty and Wildey, yep. David Wildey, are back. They'll be chatting with Lions assistant coach Murray Davis. That's between six and seven. Mm-hmm. And on the Brecky show tomorrow with Bix and Walshie, they'll have Lauren Arnell, Port Adelaide AFLW coach. Interesting. Speaks very well, yep. lovely lady. Yep. And uh, they'll have a crows player or close coach. To uh, chat to who that is? Yeah, no, I don't Stay know. Tuned. I don't know, Rooch. What I want to do though, while we've got a little bit of uh, time, just in regards to the prison bar jumpers, David Kosh spoke to Dwayno this afternoon, and uh, it was interesting. He said that Jeff Brown, the new president of Collingwood, instigated the bar's agreement. Really came out of the blue. I was talking to Jeff Brown uh, on a different AFL matter last week, and uh, he goes. You know, gosh, I just respect the history of your club. Uh, We've got to get this done this year. And uh, <laughs> I must admit, it shocked me a bit. And I said, mate, let's, have, let's make it happen. So we caught up at the, uh, the President's meeting on Thursday after that and uh, uh, agreed to it Friday night. The AFL signed off on it. So um, it's, it's happened pretty quickly. And just quickly, this was from yesterday, I apologise, but Koshy also reiterated why all contract talks are off with Kenny Hinckley until August. We discussed it with Ken and we don't want any distractions uh, whatsoever during the year. We don't want every discussion and every radio interview or every press conference to, to be about Ken's contract. So we've just taken it completely off the table and until August, and it allows uh, the team, uh, both the coaching staff and the playing staff, to concentrate on getting the wins and doing what they do best, and that's that's playing good footy. And reality is, Kim, that the questions will be asked depending on results because oh, it's a result-driven business. You won't hear boo if uh, after eight rounds you're six and two, Rooch, or five and three. Hey, if they were imagine. 11 and zip, the question then becomes, well, why don't you reappoint him? No, that wouldn't happen. You don't think so? Oh, 11 and zip. 11 and zip. Oh, sorry, that would. I thought you meant, sorry, they'd lost 11. 11. I was going to, that would have happened after zip. four or five. <laughs> hey, a quick text coming through before we wrap it up. Right. Uh, Kano's on next with Jared Healy. Yep. Hi, gents. Port and the Crows will be zero and two going oh. into the showdown. That's Jack. Um, well, just for the record, Adelaide had GWS, Richmond, Port, Frio, Carlton. Port had Brisbane, Collingwood, Adelaide, Sydney, Western Bulldogs. I've got Adelaide winning their first two games, then losing to Port. 
Mm. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I've got Port losing to Brisbane, but smashing Collingwood, mm. then beating Adelaide. But that may change now after this announcement with the prison bars. I think that might be a bit of motivation, Rich. What do you okay. reckon? Okay, we'll see how this <laughs> plays. But the footy is back Thursday night. Carlton Richmond, all, all here on SEN. Yeah, thanks for your company today. Apologies if we didn't get to all of the techs. We'll try and, and can, attend to that tomorrow. Congratulations to our Aussie baseballers into the quarterfinals of the World Classic in Rem- Japan. Remarkable performance. Yep. Tomorrow on the show, Matty Rendell, the list guru, Brisbane Lions strategy coach Mark Stone, and Adelaide Thunderbirds captain Hannah Petty. I'm off to the the fringe. Uru. Enjoy.